Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Good one. That's good. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we take whatever band or artist we're doing and we listen to all their records and then we rank them from worst to best. Uh, we also do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLong. If you don't know what that is, it's the same idea as Six Degrees with Kevin Bacon, but with Tom and the Artist of the Week. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us five stars on there, please, because uh, you can do it on both apps and that would be awesome. Please go do that. And, uh, you know, social media at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. We have a phone number you can call. Text us, leave, text us, leave us a voicemail. The phone number is 503-893-5307. And, oh, yeah, I'm Tyler. And Damn. hundreds of miles away is, uh, is Jeff. So <laughs> that's who we got here on the pod this week, just the two of us. And now we're done with the boring intro. So let's get into uh, our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. Do you have anything, or were you negligent once again? We, there was a lot of pay, uh, there was a lot of fucking Slayer to listen to. Okay, so you were negligent. Okay, that's fine. So you have nothing, right? I have nothing. Do you have something? I have one thing because I did my homework. Uh, so we start with Dave Lombardo, the drummer for Slayer. Uh, Dave Lombardo. L- Lombardo. Mm-hmm. He uh, he currently plays with the band Suicidal Tendencies and has for the last five, six years. Uh, Brooks Wackerman also played in Suicidal, played on several of their records in the 90s. Uh, Brooks Wackerman also has played with Blink, toured with them in Australia and other dates because of Travis Barker not being able to fly. So uh, then Blink to Tom. There you go. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Easy fucking peasy. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got because, yeah, this week was a lot. It was a lot. A lot of work. So, yes, <laughs> a lot of Slayer to listen to. So, um, let's start. Okay, so we're gonna do their from their worst record to their best. They have twelve records. Uh, we are including the covers record because, uh, yeah, why the fuck not? It's listed on their wiki as an official record, so we're gonna do it. I know you don't normally like doing cover records though, but what are you gonna do? Okay. So, what do you got, Jeff, for number twelve and your biggest banger from that? Go. It's their covers record. <laughs> Undisputed attitude. So hard, Slayer. Yeah. I'm going to make fun of Slayer a lot because they That's are funny. very, very goofy. Okay. Undisputed right. attitude or altitude attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is their covers album and it plays as such. It's not bad by any means, but it's just, um, I don't know, it's too much of a thrash band sounding like punkers covering punker songs. There's no cohesion, and I get it. It's, it's it's a covers album. What do you want? It's fine. Yeah. I just don't care. I don't I don't want to hear this from my Slayer. Um, I don't have a banger. I don't have a banger for a lot of these. Really? Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't I don't have a banger. Nothing really stood out to me. A lot of songs on this I thought were like, oh yeah, this, this is a pretty good song. I like this. I like where this is going. I like this one. But overall, like I didn't I didn't playlist anything. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. This is whatever's. All right, so my number 12 is also Undisputed Attitude because this is a covers record. I agree with you. This shouldn't... I, I, if I knew this was a covers record, I wouldn't... I would have said, let's just skip it, but... 
whatever. The wiki says otherwise, but uh, it's not bad at all. They're, nothing they've done has been truly bad. Nah. Some of it has been pretty lackluster, but nothing bad. Uh, and this one's just sitting here because yeah, it's a covers album. They didn't. There's no. They only. I think they only really made it just for contractual purposes, just to put out yeah. a new record. So. Uh, I don't have a banger off this one either. Uh, this came out in 1996. Is there's technically their seventh record, so uh, pretty kind of far into their career. So there you go. That's my number twelve. So what do you got for number eleven? Number eleven is Christ yes. Illusion. Okay. This is uh, 2006. Their tenth album. This was um fuck man. This was just like damn near identical to God Hates Us All. It's just <laughs> uh, the new metal sound wore off. And became mm-hmm. a chore rather than a novelty by now. And I, like I like you, I don't think anything they've done is bad. But it's just kind of like fuck, man. You guys gotta, you guys gotta stop doing the same thing over and over, or do something else. Because I'm yeah. getting very, very tired of it. So. Yeah, you don't need you don't you don't need to put out twelve records, really. Don't. No, they for sure could have done six, <laughs> like a solid six records, and you're you're good to go. That's all you need. Yeah. And this was uh, this was the first one with Lombardo back, and um, I don't know it was fine. Okay, I don't have a banger. <laughs> no banger. Okay, uh, let's see here. My number eleven then is Divine Intervention, their sixth record from '94. This one uh, overall, it's like a, it's just slower, it's heavier. To me, they kind of sound tired and just kind of bored, or maybe burn out a bit. Uh, this is the first one without Dave Lombardo. Uh, yeah, there's not it. I don't know how often I would ever go back to this because, yeah, almost all their shit is the same. So there's really no reason for me to ever go back to this. And if I had to pick a banger off this one, it would be Circle of Beliefs because it's one of the few like aggressive, fast songs on the record because everything else is very chuggy. Maybe they're trying to kind of do a, a you know, black album, like, a, you know, Metallica's black album kind of thing where they kind of slow everything down to be a little bit more accessible. I don't know. That's kind of how I feel like a lot of their 90s stuff was, trying to accommodate to whatever's popular. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my number 11, Divine Intervention. I don't think there's anything really super amazing about it. So, Okay. okay. What do you got for number okay. 10? Uh, God Hates Us All. God Hates Us All, okay. God all Hates right. Us All. Um, I'm just going to repeat myself with Christ's Illusion. I, just, I think these are <laughs> fucking damn near identical albums and kind of the same shit Slayer did in the 90s, 2000s. Yeah. Uh, I do have a banger off of this one. It's the song called Payback. And uh, this is, so like my top four, I'm very, I'm very staunch about. Mm-hmm. The next two, like five and six, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty hard on set on those things being five and six. But seven to 12, I just, I mean, I could fucking care less. So they could all they could all fluctuate. I wouldn't except for undisputed attitude. That one has to be last. But everything else, I it could it could fluctuate. I don't really care. But payback. This one was a. Uh, this is one of the most aggressive songs that they they've done in a long time. There's so much yelling. It's just it's ridiculous and it's so fucking loud. Sometimes their production, and we'll talk about it in the album of the week. Is there were spikes on there too. There's sometimes they they just like turn songs up and they turn parts up louder in the mix and. And just mm. it comes out of nowhere. It's just like one verse is now all of a sudden louder than everything else. I don't. Uh, it sounds dumb. I mean, <laughs> I, I like it because it's loud, but like this song was really loud. 
<laughs> all right. It's weird. <laughs> Coming from like one of the loudest band, bands of all time. There's a, there's a specific <laughs> part in our album of the week where where it was just like, wow, this is really loud. Like one of the instruments just all of a sudden got turned up in one of the verses. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did they? This, that's weird. Okay. I'm curious what song that is. I, I don't think I picked up on that. That's oh. there. All right. All right. So that is your number 11, right? Yeah. Well, I figure we're going to get through like a lot of these pretty fast. Number 10. That was my number 10. Oh, that was God your 10. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Number 10. My number 10 is Show No Mercy, their first record from 1983. There's really nothing wrong with this album at all, but it's like the one of the least Slayer-sounding albums. I mean, this is them. They kind of, they were they were pretty much like a an Iron Maiden Judas Priest cover band prior to this, and a lot of these songs kind of have those similarities to those bands uh like i said nothing wrong with this record but it's not if you want to listen to slayer you're not really going to listen to this record but it's still solid i would actually get this one on vinyl just because it does sound different but uh yeah so this that's what i got my favorite song here the antichrist uh i think this is like actually a single off of this record uh and it's it just like I said, it has like this cool Iron Maiden sound to it. Some ripping solos that are honestly, I think are better than some of the Iron Maiden stuff. And uh, yeah, some great high pitched screaming, which he did so well back in the eighties. So okay. that's okay. what I got. Okay. Okay. That's what I got. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Love potion. Number nine is uh seasons in the abyss for me. This is their okay. fifth album. 1990. And it's a good album. I, I liked, I like the effort put in by Lombardo, and I will, I will go into that a lot later on. He did, he did quite a bit, and, and it added for just a lot of really great effect. Like they'd be playing fast and aggressive, and he'd be working the floor toms a lot, or they'd be they'd be chugging it slower, and he double time it. Dude's fantastic. No, he's amazing. But um, it's a good album. I don't have a banger. I just thought it was better overall. I guess I mean, dude, these were this was fucking hard to rank, to be honest. Like, yeah, they, they these, were very difficult. It's like it's very hard to nitpick these records. I I I, I really only care about my top four. Uh, Season of the Abyss, number nine for me. I don't really okay. care. Seasons of the uh, Seasons in the Abyss is also my number nine. Uh, this uh, this album to me, it, it's it's slower. It's much chuggier than everything prior, and uh, so it has a lot of like Metallica sounding parts to it which is good it's cool but it just sounds kind of tired at moments and it's kind of like I, when i was listening when i listened to this record i was kind of think i could i just wanted chaos that's what i wanted i want chaos when i listen to slayer but this album doesn't really deliver that that chaos so that's why it's as low as it is uh, if i had to pick a song it'd be born of fire just because it is the fastest craziest song on the record and i texted you this a couple of days ago when I listened to this record, but there was a part that scared me so bad. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I, I really, I, I panicked. I, I fucking panicked. The song was what dead was skin, it? dead skin mask. And Why? there's like kind of toward the end of the song, there's like kids talking. And I swear to you, I thought somebody was at the front door. Cause my, my, I was working. So, and, and I'm right next to the front door. So I thought there were kids at the at the front door and i don't know what i don't know why it freaked me out so bad but i like i'm getting chills right now talking about it but i i i don't know why i i i legit panicked and i like stood up 
and I was like looking around like something was with me or somebody was with uh, dude it's, I don't know what the fuck happened with this song but yeah dude it scared the oh. fucking shit out of me <laughs> I don't know okay. it was bizarre right. it was no, so okay. bizarre that's a little bizarre yeah I was hoping you'd have some sort of reaction to that too but clearly not no I I don't I, I don't really get that frightened listening to I mean I don't sometimes. normally either I've I don't either I don't know what it was about this song, man. It scared the shit out of me. But that's my number nine. So what's your number eight? Uh, Hell Awaits. Hell Awaits. This is your second album, 1985. I don't dislike this sound at all. It's more of this Slayer sound, mm-hmm. but in a transitional period to Rain and Blood. Um, this is probably my this is probably my favorite cover art, though. Hell Awaits. I think, oh, yeah, this was cool cover art. This is so fucking it's just dorky. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people getting fucked up in hell. Like they're getting stabbed. Like one guy's getting his like <laughs> eyes ripped out by by a hand, like a demon hand. I don't know. It's goofy, and and much in the same way as like the early Pantera was kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. And it's like cover art, it's theme and concept. Slayer, um, Slayer overall is kind of a goofy band. <laughs> and try, I really they try very hard to be scary. God, they try so hard. And like, for, yeah. So I mean, yeah. For and sure. they, but they did scare a lot of people, you know. Because it was like the 80s and 90s. People don't know what the fuck they were doing back then. Yeah, true. Stupid true. people. They're, they were scaring stupid people. <laughs> because all the stuff that, that we'll probably get into about the lawsuits and everything, like none of that stuff is so tame. It's, it means nothing in today's time. It's yeah, just because yeah, of true. when it was, when it happened. But I don't know. It's goofy. Uh, but yeah, Hell the Weights. The opening track, I think it's the title track. That's my favorite song. It was cool. Picked up, rolled nicely. Even had this little goofy like Satan voice mm-hmm. in it that just making like a growling noise, like raw, raw, like being you angels. <laughs> no, we are, but men rock. Like Tenacious D style. It was just, it was funny. I had a good time with it. Hello, Eights. Number eight. <laughs> all right. That's a good one. That's a good one. So my number eight is God Hates Us All. Their ninth record from 2001. Uh, this album has, you know, it has some of the intensity uh, that, you know, the prior albums, a lot of the stuff in the 90s didn't have, which was nice. It was kind of nice to get back to that. Uh, it was also the last album they did with Paul Bostaff, the drummer, until Repentless in 2015. Uh, so th- this, it's just a, it's a good, it's a solid record. It's good. Um, my favorite song is Warzone. It's just a great mix of just the heaviness, the heavy chugging with speed, the good back and forth. And uh, and Tom just has some great screams considering, you know, it's 2001, you know, 20 years into their career and he's still able to scream so well. It's pretty crazy. So that's my number eight. Uh, oh, also this album, I'm pretty positive uh, Ross Robinson was supposed to produce this record. So Ross is on a podcast like last year or two years ago that I was listening to and he brought up like this that he was supposed to work with Slayer and he actually went to the rehearsal studio to go talk to them and hang out with them and see if they were a good fit and they pretty much kind of like they shoot him out of the studio after a few songs because they said he he was too weird for Slayer like they just didn't get along because he was too weird it's because and they're he was cool like, guys because they were because I guess like he was like asking too much of them like he was getting too into it to try to like pump him up and like Ross is a very hands-on producer like more so than anybody he's definitely a weirdo oh 100 percent a weirdo but he gets the performances that you know that he does because of that so 
but yeah, apparently he he kind of weirded out the band too much, and uh, and this is I think the pretty positive. This is the record that that uh, that he was supposed to uh, actually produce. So there you go. Because the, the band eight. is just a bunch of fucking cool guys, and like God forbid their image get tarnished in any way to make them seem fun. I think it's more Carrie King, which I mean we're gonna get way For more sure. into. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you want to bring him up right now? Because we're gonna fucking whiner. Yeah. So, uh, what do you got for number seven? Uh, number seven. Oh number no! Seven is your number Sorry, seven. I was I was looking at the track listing. Number seven is uh, "Repentless" two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. At what point for you in your rankings does it get like now? I'm gonna argue about these rankings. For me, it's literally just my top four. I will argue for. I would say top three for me. Oh God! Right. Really, just top three, yeah. Okay, so repentless. That's my number seven, 2015. I mean, uh, here we go again. Another fucking album. It's not bad. It's just fuck, man. More Slayer of this era. <laughs> yeah. It's just, dude. It's just this is just metal sounding music from a band that used to be a thrash band. Is what it is. And it's mm-hmm. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of it. And it's not a bad listen. It's that's that's like the most irritating part. Is I'm not. I'm not like clamoring to turn this shit off the way I would be if like the Deftones were playing. Oh, it's just, shit. I don't, are you mad that I said the Deftones or that I would turn them off? That you're criticizing Deftones. Uh, the Deftones, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> just, I don't, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit anymore. Good God. Um, I have a favorite song on here, but now that I read it again, I don't really care. I just, I don't care. I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Like, I I totally yeah, understand it. Don't I totally even care. understand. All right. So my number seven is uh I'm gonna butcher this one, but it's Diabolus in Musica. Is that how you mm. say it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I speak uh, new metal. This is their this is their eighth record in nineteen ninety eight. This is considered their new metal album. That's probably why you said that. Uh, they, this is the first time they started to use, uh, you know, anything outside of standard tuning. Really, they did drop C, even I think they even dropped it down to B. Like it was some heavy shit. I don't think they brought in seven string guitars on this record yet, but uh, it it sounds like it. It it really does, and not not in a bad way. Because I mean, I'm a big, I'm a new metal guy, and you are to an extent as well. You like some new metal shit, so get over yourself. Um, <laughs> so. There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of system of a down here, and I know system of a, that band takes a lot from Slayer, especially Darren's the way he plays guitar is a lot. There's a lot of Slayer there, and so I hear a lot of that on this record as well. It's a little bit slower because of that, because of that new metal sound and everything's very just kind of loud and thick sounding and kind of like um, I, I like full. I don't know. I, I can't even explain like the tone, but if you know new metal, you kind of understand what I'm saying. And and I think this is a solid record. I mean, if if I saw this for like fifteen bucks, I'd pick it up. Oh, fifteen! I, I wow, you're not going to throw out your your patent. And if I saw this for five dollars, I'd pick it nah, up. Nah, 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 nah. I'd pick if this you one ever up. Just fucking see Slayer <laughs> for fifteen dollars anywhere. <laughs> I would pick this up also too because it is. I think this is besides their first record. This is the only record that sounds so different from what you would expect Slayer to play. And I like that a lot. So, and the cover is pretty damn cool too. I like the cover a lot too. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite covers. Is Very the like, one for this one. It reminds me of something like Ghost, the band Ghost would do. Yeah, yeah, definitely with the white face and yeah, it's yeah. Cool it's very, but it's also very nineties. You got to admit, it's yeah. a very nineties looking album cover. Like maybe like Manson would have done a cover like this. Looks like something from like that. End of Days with Schwarzenegger. It's, it's cool <laughs> again. Yeah, 
I like it. So that's my number seven. So what do you got for number six? Number six. This was this was bizarre because this was my number one. Mm. And then when I finished, I was like, why is this my number one? I went back and listened to it, and I was like, this is not a number. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. And that's Divine Intervention. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> yeah, this why, legit why was my number be? one until today. That's weird. I, I was going through my rankings. I was like, D- I don't remember anything from this album. And I'm reading my notes, and I just, I, I, I so initially I said this one was hectic. It was super heavy, aggressive. One of my favorite vocal delivery, which I still think so. Just because he just does constantly fucking yells. It reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of Raised Fist and then kind of how they just constantly yell to just shout. And everything was just very, I don't know, very shouty. It's really okay. good. Wait, but what song was it that you're talking about? On this one? Mm-hmm. Mind Control. Mind Control. Oh, Mind that's, Control. Okay. Yeah, fast song and just a lot of fucking yelling. And <laughs> after listening to about half of it, I started researching it and everyone kind of complained about like the production quality of it and it was just kind of rushed and it just sounded weird at times and, and I don't know. I, I just think the band were just scared of not having Lombardo. This is the first one they did without Lombardo. Yeah. I think they were just scared and they felt they had to probably step it up a little bit and not rely on him so much because they fucking rely on him so goddamn much <laughs> in the early years. Yeah, but definitely. This is not this is not my number one at all because it's not um This is my eh. this is their worst record. I mean taking the covers album out, this is their worst record. For me it's, at least. It's just it's whatever. It's like I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that at all. I'm trying to fight for this one. Yeah, there's it's no just, point. Yeah, I, I, I don't care that much. I really don't. Uh, okay, so that was your number six. My number six is Repentless. Their twelfth and last record came out in 2015. This is the first record, first and only record that did not feature Jeff Hanneman on guitar because he was he had passed away a couple years prior, which I'm, we will talk about on the main episode because. Kerry King is uh, quite a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, Repentless. Uh, Gary Holt from Exodus plays guitar on this. Paul Bo- Bostaff had come back because they fired Dave Lombardo because Kerry's a little bitch. And, <laughs> um, yeah, this I think it's a solid record. I, I think the song Repentless, I think it's a very good song. I think the solos are pretty well placed in there. And that's like for me i don't know why for whatever reason that is like one of my favorite slayer songs is the song repentless okay i don't i don't know what it is i I can't even explain why i i just like that song a lot and this record is just a it's just a good listen through there's nothing bad on here but that's that's like all slayer records so i really have nothing more to say about it outside of the history of the record there's really nothing more to say it would have been cool if gary holt had more to do with the songwriting but obviously Carrie cannot allow that to happen. There's no fucking way. Because he's a bitch. Uh so what do you got for number five? Uh number five. Now we're getting into like I'm I'm pretty proud of, of this ranking here. I do like this album. But uh World World Painted Blood, two thousand nine. Yeah. And when I say I do like this album, I do understand that this is just kind of like the same stuff that I I've been complaining <laughs> about for a while. Yeah. But this is like the best of the most mediocre shit. Because this is 2009, and uh, yeah, it's the same fucking stuff. However, I don't know, some of these songs were, were a little bit more diverse, a little bit more complex, a little bit more layered. Playing with Dolls, that was my favorite song. I thought it was super dope. This song reminded me a lot of how the song Fall Children by AFI starts off, where it's oh, just okay, kind yeah. of like a, a guitar part with, with a little bit of spoken word. 
it's very reminiscent of that and it's it's uh, it's got this cool like heavy hi-hat sound with this creepy guitar riff and it's so fucking good it's so amazing this this man this was such a this was a good album after listening to so much just mediocre stuff mm-hmm. and after hearing this one i just i was like okay cool like give me give me a second life here give me an, another breath because it kept me going <laughs> And maybe that's why I even though you so only had one album after this, Repent well, was, yeah. was the only album after this. Yeah, but this was so fun. There were so many albums you had to sit through just to get to this point. Yeah, the nineties like stuff was the hardest to get through, but it wasn't like, even hard. Like, listening to things like through and through from front to back, it's like even if an album is good, but just because I've listened to four bad albums before, sometimes it diminishes that good album because I'm just so fucking tired of the band we're doing. <laughs> So it's yeah. sometimes it's hard to be like objective, but this one, I don't know. This one like breathed new life into it, but then I really did not like Repentless at all. So that's crazy. Well, I mean, it's not crazy. I, I understand that was, but again, I mean, obviously, I, primarily a Carrie King record. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't fight too hard for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, but it wasn't great. I think I'm I would probably, I think I would probably get any Slayer record for fifteen dollars. If I saw any Slayer record for fifteen dollars, I would probably get it. You get their covers one. I would get their covers for fifteen. I mean, it's a good record. I mean, it really is. It's a good record, but there's no need for it. But it's still good. Like replayability, though. I don't. I'm I'm doing the you now. Like when I buy records, I down. I'm getting pickier. I'm the replayability of it. <laughs> but like I said, I I don't come across Slayer very often, and when I do, they're always like thirty to forty five dollars. They're never, it's never, ever cheap. No. So the the chance of me finding any of these records for $15 is very slim. So that's kind of why I would, you know, I'd up my price a little bit. Okay. Then from okay. $5, you know. Yeah. Uh, so my number five is also World Painted, World Painted Blood. Um, and uh, yeah, 11th record, 2009, the last one that Dave Lombardo and Jeff Hanneman were on uh, because, like I said, Dave was fired. Jeff died, and uh, this is this album really kind of takes everything that they did well in the past and threw it in here. So the best of their new metal stuff are the new metal sound, and the best of the thrash, the best of the speed stuff, the the best of the chugging. It, it, it's just it's a good. This could have been the best way to end Slayer is with this record. Like Repentless did not need to happen. I agree with you. Yeah. It didn't need to happen. This could have been the perfect end to the band because it was the original lineup on this record. But Gary King, it's a bitch. Um, <laughs> my favorite song <laughs> is the title song. Uh, it's I think I like this song so much because it's not that just that open E just being constantly hit. You know, there's a little bit more complexity to it, which we're going to talk about on on the main episode in Random Blood. Uh, it's not just that open E string. So I think that's why I like it. It's it's just a great thrash song. And, and I think that really is because of Jeff Hanneman because Carrie really only knows how to play one thing and that is the open E string. Um, but Jeff has a little bit more, a little more uh, talent. Let's just say that. Uh, so <laughs> it, is, it is fucking crazy how much my preconceived notions of Slayer chains after realizing that Kerry King is not the leader of this band. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. So what is your number four? 
So now we're getting into the stuff that I'm going to fight for. These are my okay. top four. I think these are correct. If you do not agree with me, then I think <laughs> you are wrong. And that is number four is their first album, Show No Mercy. Boom. Wait, Show No Mercy, Destroy, Destroy. What song is that? Is that a song we both like? Show No Mercy, Destroy, Destroy. That also sounds like... Um, what is that? That that pacing you just did also sounds like um, AFI. With a I did listen to a, I listened to like probably four hours of AFI today. What song so. is that from, from AFI? That's from Black Sails, right? The Where they're shouting... Oh, uh, the opening, the Miseria Kinteri or whatever? Yeah. Is that what you're no. thinking of? No. Show, no mercy, destroy, destroy. It does, it does sound the same. It's like the, it is the same pacing as the AFI song, but it's not. I think it's a Metallica song. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Show, no mercy. This is their first album, 1983. This is, this is easy. This was so easy to listen to, and I did not expect it to sound like this. There's, there's not a lot of complexity here. I, I like that. I don't need mm-hmm. a ton of fancy shit. Just give me like aggressive, basic instruments and a non-annoying singer and I'll be happy. This is just like pure. It's, it's, that's not a, that you, you laugh, but that's not a easy thing sometimes. Uh-huh. It's fucking, it's, it's, it's a lot to ask for sometimes. Like at Megadeth. So, and Anthrax at that. So I, I really like this because it's just pure basic thrash. It's, it's when we rank like the Metallica and everybody else, I get a little bit more into it, but it's not, it's better than some, but not, but way better than others. And I just, I liked, I liked that this was the first output that they did. It's not their best, but mm-hmm. damn, this was a great album. And the, the way they started this, their, their career on this high note, I really, really liked. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give them that. So I feel like our, our top four, at least half of them are going to be the same. So that's good. And hopefully they're the top two. Yeah, because we still have our album of the week that neither of us have said. And then the one after that, I don't think you've yeah, said we have, yet, right? I haven't said it. No, yeah, neither of us said that one. Rain and Blood and South of Heaven. South those of Heaven. One, two. Yeah, okay. All right, so my number four is Christ Illusion. This is the first one with Dave Lombardo back from 2006, 10th record. This one really is almost exactly like World Pain of Blood. I just think a little bit better. It's a little bit more put together uh it was also not produced by rick rubin so maybe that's why it sounds maybe that's why i like it a little bit better because it sounds a little bit more fresh when it comes to the the sound the overall sound of it and uh and i felt like they really stepped it up at this uh, with this record after coming off of out of the 90s and getting dave lombardo back but otherwise this is almost really christ illusion and world painted black world painted blood could have could be interchangeable but uh, this does have my favorite album cover. I think it's very, like, kind of creepy looking, and it's just very kind of it's very it's a very dark album cover. So this is this is definitely my favorite album cover of theirs. This is a um, good one. This is yeah, a top is three a, album cover for sure by them. It's like Jesus with no arms. With it's fucking weird, man. It's just it's. I mean, it's not even like subtle whatsoever. Of, yeah. of its aggressive tone, it's it's right there. It's so, it was and just caused the, so much fucking problems. And the yellow and the browns that are used, like it's not overly, overly bright. It's just very, just dark looking. I don't know. I think it's a really good album cover. It's my favorite of theirs. So, that's my number four. It's Christ's Illusion. So okay. it could, like I said, interchangeable with the the record that came after it, but good stuff. So, what do you got for number three? 
Number three, baby boy. What do you think it is? <sighs> it's probably Rain and Blood. Just rain and Blood. Little, just to be a bitch. Is it really Rain and Blood? It is not Rain and Blood. It oh, okay. is Diabolus in Musica. I can't believe you liked this record Dude, this much. This was unreal. This was really? unreal. If it had not been for Rain and Blood and South of Heaven, obviously after or yeah. before, but ranking after, this would be this would be higher. This is so fucking good. This was a really? cool wow. new metal album, but it's not annoying new metal. This wasn't like corn annoying new metal. This reminded me a lot, <laughs> like you, of System of a Down, their first fucking album. My God. Yeah. It's like they took every page from this book and then wrote their own album after it. Because it's like everything about this was so damn similar. The it way was, yeah. Tom screams and the way he's kind of like his pacing of, of vocal delivery, very reminiscent of Surge. The drumming, not nearly as good, but very reminiscent of the drummer from System of a Down. The yeah. way the songs, there was even a song on here that I, I, I wrote, but then I, I guess I must delete it because I don't see it here, but it was exactly like Sugar. Like it fucking what sounded exactly it? like Sugar. Huh. Fucking, like the melody was there. I, I kept wanting to say Sugar afterwards because it was like, <laughs> fuck, this is the same fucking song. Okay. It's, right. Dude, I just, uh, I don't know. This, this is the start of like the same shit they'll do over and over and over, but this one just seemed more experimental. Kind of just all over the place. A messy album from an otherwise pretty tight band. And I think it worked. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I for sure would get this on the vinyls. All right. I think Glasshouse had it a few weeks ago, too. Ooh. They did have it, yeah. And I mean, it kind of makes sense, too, with System of a Down because. You know, Rick Rubin produced all of Systems music, and then obviously he produced this record and most of the Slayer music. And there's a lot that could that could be a reason why there's a lot of overlap there. And of course, you know, little bitch Carrie, he uh, he said this is his least favorite record. So yeah, he's a whiner. He's, I mean, they both came out like damn near. The, the, uh, they came out the same year, the almost same year. the same month. Like System came out just a couple months after this one, so it was very very close, but. I mean, this is the same fucking sound. Yeah. And when when you really look at it, too, I mean, another reason why Carrie hates this album, because Jeff wrote all of it, except for one song. Carrie only wrote one song, and Jeff wrote Carrie's the right shit. Whenever he says, like, <laughs> Carrie wrote this song, I legit now only believe that he just wrote the solo. <laughs> I know. I, th- that I is think it. The guy's a fucking right. butthole. I and the lyrics, stand him at all. And the lyrics, but... Yeah, dude, I just... It's so funny when I read that Carrie, this is his least favorite record, and then I go farther down into the researching it, and sure as shit, yeah, Jeff wrote every song about one of them. Like, ah, dude, you're such a little cuck, man. It's unbelievable. He tries so hard, and doesn't get very far. No, it's terrible. It's trash. Um, all right, so that was your number three, right? Yeah. Okay, so my number three is Hell Awaits, their second record. This uh, the song was just it was a it was a good step up from their first record, which I like. I said it's still a good record. You agree with me on that? The production's much better. The songwriting, the playing itself, is much much tighter. Uh, it sounds more like an original band than a cover band. They have they finally got into their own. They have their own identity on this one. I think this is a solid solid record. I dig it a lot. Uh, my favorite song off here is Crips of Eternity. Uh, it just has that that aggressive speed and the high pitched screams, some really good back and forth guitar solos. Like this is like the thesis statement to Rain and Blood, like the the transition from those 
from the first, second, and third record into one another are just flawless. Like it, it, just that that progression and that growth in those three records is so cool. So yeah, Hello Waits is my number three. I think this is a really solid record. I would for sure get this one on vinyl, like without a doubt, get this one on vinyl. Mm. So, what do you got for number two? Number two is the album of the week, baby. Rain and blood. Rain and blood. Rain in blood. Raining blood. Yep. All right. So my number two is we might as well just talk about it. My number two is South of Heaven. Your number one is South of Heaven. So, uh, so what do you think about this one? Their fourth record. What do you got? So, <laughs> see, when this album hit after Rain and Blood, I like Rain and Blood was fucking good, and I, yeah. I mean, we'll get into how goddamn good that album is. And but like when this one hit, I was just like, dude, you're going the completely opposite direction of the intensity, the fastness, the the aggressive tone of of Rain and Blood. You're slowing it down. Like that's weird. I don't. This is not going to work out for you. And it did. <laughs> it like, did. It was. Yeah. It was like the most perfect follow-up to Rain and Blood. There's nothing they could have done better to improve upon Rain and Blood. So they decided to do something a little different, and it fucking worked. It worked so goddamn well. This is truly an amazing album. And it's very, it's very rare where a band can, can kind of almost corner the market on a sound like Rain and Blood kind of did, mm-hmm. and then do something completely like the the opposite direction but it's still just as iconic it's still just as great it's not talked about as much as rain and blood is but holy shit i was i was truly i was blown away more by this one than i was rain and blood because i i had high expectations already for rain and blood mm-hmm. but i had no expectations for this one so i was blown away more by this one than i was rain and blood Love and i it. like how they i like how they admit that they they wrote this record to not even be as good as rain and blood like they knew from the start we we've already reached our peak there's not yeah. going to be anything better than rain and blood so let's kind of have a little bit i guess a little bit more fun with it let's slow it down a little bit let's do something different from rain and blood and yeah it is slower it's chuggier but it's still it's still slayer and it still has the intensity that rain and blood blood does but just not nearly as fast it's a fucking yes. amazing record it really it's- is and, Dude, it's unbelievable. And even even the the production is is way different from Rain and Blood. I mean, if to me what what stood out the most listening to them, you know, one after the other, which I've actually never done before, but everything on South of Heaven is way punchier. Like the drums are louder in the mix, the guitars are louder in the mix, the vocals are actually turned down a bit compared to Rain and Blood. Everything is more is more separated. It's not as jumbled together as Rain and Blood is. Maybe it's because the songs are slower, but I feel like production-wise and, and sonically, I feel like this is a better-sounding record than Rain and Blood. Even though Rain and Blood, I mean, I think I think it's an amazing-sounding record, musically, sonically, everything, but South of Heaven is just, it's just a different, it's its own animal. But it, I don't know, man. It's, it's fucking great. I, I think South of Heaven is amazing. And the title track is my favorite song on the record. I think I mean that song is just that riff is just iconic. It's it's slow, it's eerie. It's like it's to me it's like the equivalent of of Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath of that song. Okay. Like the, it's it's not it's not overly complicated. It's it's you could you know it's Slayer, but it's not like their cra- it's not their craziest thing. Like it's just eerie sounding, much like the Black Sabbath song. It's just eerie. And that's what I get with the song South of Heaven. 
And maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. That's uh, that's that's interesting because my favorite song is "Spill the Blood," which is the last song. Mm-hmm. And so, like the opening track and then the closing track, because the opening track that that South of Heaven song, I do I do like that song a lot, and I love this album. But I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't fight too much if like they were flipped. If this was my number two and "Rain and Blood" was my number one, that's just this week. Yeah. This just so happened to be number one. But "Spill the Blood," the last track, it closes the album out. It's super heavy. It's super chuggy. And it's so fucking dramatic. Like, I mean, this band is dramatic as it is, but that song is so dramatic and it's so slow and it speeds up slightly, but it never speeds up like Rain and Blood. Like it never ever gets that fast, gets that aggressive. But I don't know, man, it's still boss. The souls are still fucking rad. It's still heavy and it still brings the same, the same energy as Rain and Blood. And even though it's slower, it doesn't mean that it's that it's less energetic. It's just different. Yeah, it's it is it's it different is the be- is the only way you can put it. It's an unreal follow up. It's it's the I I mean just because there's nothing else to compare it to. I think it's the only acceptable follow up to Rain and Blood. Agreed. Yeah, you can't you can't make a Rain and Blood part two. It just wouldn't work at all. Can't. No, can't do it. All right, so I mean, yeah, my my number one's Rain and Blood, so I guess that's it. That's Stay it, that's tuned for all. the main episode because we are getting into Slayer's album Rain and Blood. Thank you all for listening, and uh, you know all the shit we said at the beginning of the intro, so oh. go do all that. Uh, and that's it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>